tell jokes? Yeah. How's that? Are we on? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll pass the time. Let me give you a word here. This is uh, something that's been on my heart for just a little while, but I'll share it with you. Um, we've prayed several times in the morning session for, um, you know, the Holy Spirit to come in to the church and bless the church. We've, we've asked Jesus to meet us here at the church. And uh, while we were doing that and several weeks after that, God's been kind of working on me about that to say that, you know, Jesus lives inside of each one of us. The Holy Spirit dwells in each one of us. So we don't necessarily have to ask the Holy Spirit to show up. Yeah. Holy Spirit showed up this morning when the first one of us came through that door. Yeah. Holy Spirit lives here. So, you know, the Holy Spirit's inside of each one of us, you know, and Jesus said something. He said something a little bit different. He said that uh, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So what's the difference between that and having Jesus inside of us at any given time? I think what he's getting at is Jesus in the, is in the midst of us when we gather. There's something about when two people or more get together, there's an exchange, there's a transfer. And, and, it, and God is love. It's an exchange of love. It's a transfer of love between people. When you get into a group, it just multiplies. So I think that's kind of what Jesus was saying when he says, when two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them, even though the Holy Spirit and Jesus dwell in you all the time. God is love. What's the point if you're all full of love all by yourself? If you stay at home and you're full of love, well, who are you going to share that with? There's something really cool and really godly and really special about getting together like we do every Sunday and every Wednesday and, and letting Jesus be amongst us. How's that for a word this morning? Yeah, amen. Impromptu. Amen. Thank you, sir. All right. Technical difficulties aside, here you go. Enjoy this. It has been complete chaos outside Bethlehem this week. I mean, complete chaos. I have never seen anything like it before. You see, Caesar has issued this decree that everybody must come back to their hometown and be registered for the census. Vendors are selling things like mad. It would take a complete miracle to top what I've seen here in Bethlehem. I mean, a complete miracle. Before I get ahead of myself, my name is Stuart, and this is my inn, the Bethlehem Bed and Breakfast. We were going to call it the Holiday Inn, but we just never thought it would catch on. It's been quite a night, I tell you. There was this couple that came later on after all the rooms were full. Um, this couple came up, and the girl, she said, Please, sir, do you have any place for us to stay? And I told them, like I've told everybody, I'm sorry, but this inn is full. But she looked at me, and she said, Please, we've been traveling for 85 miles. We are so tired. And my wife, she heard the whole conversation, and she saw something that I didn't see. She saw that this girl was pregnant. And she kind of jabbed me in the gut, and I knew that that meant, A, I find them a place to sleep tonight, or B, I find myself a place to sleep tonight. So I chose A. And I told them they could stay in the barn. The barn, it is no place for any human to be. I mean, it's full of hay and manure and animals. But that's all I had. And they were thankful. And as they were walking to the barn, the gentleman, I think his name was Joe, he turned around and he said, God bless you. Then he placed his hand on his wife's stomach and he said, because he's about to bless us. You should have seen this couple. There was something so different about them, something amazing. You should have seen the way they treated each other, the way he treated her. The only word that I can describe it is um, a word we don't even use that much, but it's the only word that I can think of. Holy. I, I know it's an odd word, but, but you should have seen them. They were just set apart. There was just something different about them. You know what? It's just too hard to describe. Uh, describe your rooms for me, please. Pardon me? Your rooms. I need a place to stay tonight. I'm sorry, but all my rooms are full. There is no vacancies here. Oh, you're telling me. This whole census thing. I mean, I wasn't even going to come, but then my CPA said I had to, so here I am. Well, you're out of luck here, sir. Oh, you come on. you got to have something. I mean, I got money, and I know I didn't misread the sign. Sign? What are you talking about? I turned the vacancy sign off about half an hour ago. No, no, not that. Uh, the, the star over there, you know? I, I've been following that star for like a half an hour, you know? I mean, I just knew it meant vacancies. Apparently it meant unvacancies. I mean, that star there, you can't deny it. It's shining right over your inn. Ah, uh, you know what? Come to think of it, it's, it's really not over your inn. It's, it's over your barn. <laughs> but you wouldn't be people in your barn, would you? 
No, not even a pregnant woman. What? Nothing. Keep talking. Uh, well, listen, you, you got to have something for me. You know what? All I have for you is just a, um, just a nice cup of coffee. Ooh, no, no. I, I get kind of jittery if I drink caffeine at night. No, no, no. It's the caffeinated drink up. You sure that's decaffeinated because it tastes like the real thing? Oh, yes. That's the secret of new Pharaoh's naturally brewed decaffeinated coffee. It tastes like regular, but it's decaffeinated. Mmm. That, my friend, is a good cup of joe. That's right. That's you right. know, uh, the only thing that I really need here is... Uh, Some bread? Mm. Man, nah. Now that is some good bread. You like that, do you? I got a whole slew of them down at Old Man Moses Deli down the street. You can pick some up for breakfast in the morning. Yeah. It's good. I just wish it didn't have all that butter on it. I'm trying to watch my weight. That is a butter substitute. Huh? Tastes like butter. Mm -mm, nope. Half the calories and fat is regular margarine or butter. You sure it's not butter? It's not butter. Mm. I can't believe it's not butter. Nope. Well, listen, friend, thank you for these things, but uh, where can I lay my head tonight? Let's see here. Um... You know what? There is a motel down the street. It's the second, no, the, the, it's the sixth motel. All right, Motel Six. Yes, yes, the one with the lights on. Ah. Well, thank you very much, and mm. Merry Census to you. Whoa, 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 Merry Census. Oh, yes, this census is huge. It's the biggest thing to hit in years. I mean, it's turned commerce on its ears, you know? So I coined this phrase, Merry Census. <laughs> Even had it trademarked, huh? So, Merry Census to you. I like that, Merry Census. You owe me a dollar. He followed that star as some type of sign. Maybe it could be a sign. It is shining unusually bright over my barn, but a sign? No, no, there's, there's just no way. My wife, she would look at that star and she would think, maybe it's a God thing. No, 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 no. Stuart, get a hold of yourself. There is no way that that star means anything. There is no way that God has a purpose for that star. But what if? No, no, that, that, that is just crazy. No. This is crazy. This is crazy. Pardon me? I know what's going on inside your barn. You I've been in your barn. You smell like my barn. Oh, that's just the sheep dip. I'm a shepherd. How do you know about my barn? <laughs> the star. The star said it all. And the angel alien things. Look, there I was. I was just minding my own sheep, right? And my sheep were like, <laughs> you know? And, and then that alien angel thing appeared, and it was like, ah! And then I was all like, and then that alien angel thing said, fear not. And then what? What, what? After the bah and the ah and the ah, then, then what? And then it said, the alien angel said, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. And then all of a sudden, there's a bunch of the alien angel things all over. And they were all over. And so then we came to your barn. And, and it was just like they said. We walked in. Out came the baby, just like they said. How do you know all this? It's etched inside my brain. The alien angels put it in there. I gotta tell everybody I couldn't contact with. Did you hear that? No. No, I did not. No. I gotta go. Uh, Mary Census! You owe me two dollars. So the girl had a baby. And that shepherd believes an angel led him to my barn. A shepherd really believes that God has a purpose for that star. The shepherd sees miracles every day and, and I, I keep waiting for one. A miracle would be God showing himself in the flesh. Now that would be a complete miracle. But I can't, I can't get away from all the things he said. I mean, maybe, maybe God has a purpose for that star. Maybe it's guiding some weary travelers tonight. I think it would take a very wise man to answer that question. We're going to find a wise man in this place. Is this the place? The place? Place, the place. Come on, I've got time to waste. All right, all right. Don't be in such a haste. What's in the case? Well, the case. The case. Ah, this is the place. What's your name? Reuben King. King Stewart. You can call me Rue. Call me Stu. Here's my card. I deal in impossibilities. Impossibilities? That's my job. All right, all right. What's in the case? A barrage. Barrage of what? Bulk. What kind of bulk? Expensive bulk. For who? The baby. The baby? How did you know about the baby? I followed the star. You followed the star? I followed the star of the baby in the barn. You followed the star of the baby in the barn in Bethlehem? Basically. The baby, the star, impossible. That's my job. All right, all right. No more braiding around. Watch your beef. Can I bounce a secret off you? 
And as he leaned in closer, I could only think of one thing. Tic-tac. Ah, thank you. And only one and a half calories per mint. Bingo. Here's the deal, Stu. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be straight. I'm going to be frank. I'm going to be coy. I'm going to be Kurt. I'm going to be Captain Kirk. I'm not going to pull the wool over your eyes. I'm going to lay all my cards out on the table. Get on with it, Rue. All right, Stu. The baby in the barn? What about the baby in the barn? The baby in the barn is the son of God. The baby in the barn is the son of God? Impossible. That's my job. Okay, okay. I, Rue, I'm trying to get my head around all this. How did all this happen? She said yes. She said yes, and the impossible became possible. And to think, I left the Messiah in the cold tonight. I'd hate to be you. Well, listen, I'm getting inside that barn. By the way, um, if two of my associates show up and a drummer boy... Whoa, 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 a drummer boy? A little drummer boy. What does a little drummer boy do? He's going to bang on his drums. He's going to bang on his drums? He's going to bang on his drums for the baby in the barn. He's going to ba bang on his drums for the baby in the barn in Bethlehem? Basically. Beautiful, what ballad? Ba-rum-pa-pum-pum. Ba-rum-pa-pum-pum. You tell him to play his drums for him. Oh, he'll play his best for him. pa pa pum pum pa pa pum pum pa pum pum Catchy. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, before you go, Mary Census. What? Mary Census. I mean, it's the biggest thing that's happened to Bethlehem, so Mary Census. <laughs> the biggest thing to happen to Bethlehem and the world is what's going on in your barn right now. No, no, you should be saying, Mary, Mary had the Christ child in a barn after following a star all day. Day. I've got to figure out how to shorten that. Hmm. Well, I'm off to the barn. Bye-bye. Well, it's starting to happen. Bethlehem will soon be waking up and they'll be wanting food in their stomachs and they'll be getting in their own little world. And what they won't realize is that a Savior has just entered the world. What a night. A silent night. <laughs> a holy night. There's that word again. <laughs> I think I almost missed this. Even in my own home. Mm. Yes. Rest, child. Rest while you can, child. For your work is just about to begin. Speaking of work, I, I might as well begin my work too. So, Mary sense. No, Stuart, don't miss this. Don't make it about money and things. Because it's about... It's about the Christ, child. Christ. Yes. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. So I hope you've noticed this morning already it's really laid back. And I don't think that that's, that's definitely not necessarily just us doing it. I think that's the Lord doing that. It's, he wants you to relax and enjoy the reality of Christ in your life today. Enjoy what he's doing. Let's turn to uh, Luke chapter 2. And we'll start at verse 8 through 16. On your handout, and if you pulled up the notes online, uh, there's all of the scriptures of the Christmas story laid out. And you're welcome to go and read through all those. They went through a good many of the, uh, the different pieces of it there in the video. But here in verse 8, I want to just read you a few verses of it. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now I want you to pay attention right here to this verse and I want you to highlight it in your heart and in your mind. Listen to what the angels brought, the message to the world right here. The message from God. You know, we have this idea that God, you know, we talk about it a lot because overcoming this is huge. We have this idea that God's mad at you, that he's up there in the sky waiting to strike you down with lightning bolts, and yet this is the message from God right here. I bring you good news that will bring great joy, not just to Christians, 
Not just the people that say they follow God and they love God, but to all people. This is the heart of God. I want to bring joy to all people. I bring you good news of great joy to all people. You know, this is the question when, when uh, I listen to that song, What Child Is This? And the other one, The Mary Did You Know? This is the question, you know, what exactly did God give us in Jesus? Did we really know who this would be? What this was, was happening, you know, in that barn, the baby in the barn in Bethlehem? Did we know what was really happening that day? And, and this is the question. Do we really even know now? Do we understand the fullness of who Jesus is and is supposed to be in our lives? Do we really know? I mean, I think we have an idea. I think we have a direction. But I think that the promises of God are far beyond what we're able to ask or think. Do we really know? And the only way really to get it is not even in your head. The way to get all the things of God is simply to open up your heart and say, Lord, this is a heart matter. I can't get this and understand it. I've got to receive it in my heart. Would you, as I open up my heart, plant inside of me revelation of your great joy to all people in Jesus Christ? Would you help me see it? Would you help me know the fullness of who Jesus is and wants to be in my life? Would you help me to know? Verse 11, the Savior, the angels are still saying, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize Him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger, Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven. And listen to this. Here's another key. Praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I'm sorry, I thought God was mad at us. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. This is completely contrary from a lot of times what we've grown up with. Maybe you grew up in a house that knew the loving Father in this way. Maybe you didn't, but, but God is not holding the sins against the world anymore. It's very clear in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says this, Peace, this do they really, did they really know what gift was being given on that night? Peace to mankind. Do you see, they are relaying the message from heaven. These angels are relaying, this is the heart of God. Peace on earth. Up till this point, you haven't had it. You couldn't have it. But from this point forward, if you will believe it and receive it, Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. What a message, what a gift. Do we really know the fullness of it? When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger. God has good news for you and for all people. Here's, here's what they said. He's not mad at you, but He's pleased with you. Jesus has come and He was... Listen to this. Jesus has come and He was born to die so that you might live. He was born to die so that you might have life. And have it in abundance. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance. The verse that Nicole read earlier over the tithes and offering was this. It, it was simply that he became poor 
And, and you can say he became poor in every area of life. Not just, not just finances. He became poor in every area of life. He even became poor in his body so that you might have life overflowing out of you. In salvation, you know, a lot of times we look at it because we've been taught that salvation is simply our ticket is punched to heaven, we're going to live with God forever, and that is awesome, and that is it, and that is the most important thing. But in that same package, when he called himself your Savior, he didn't just mean to save you from hell, he meant he's saving you from everything. Unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior that will save you from the lack that's in your life. He'll save you from the destruction. He'll break the chains. He'll break the yoke. He'll, he'll make you whole. He'll restore your mind. He'll restore your heart. He will restore your life. He'll deliver you out of the problems. He'll deliver you out of which ones? Every one of them. He'll heal you. He'll provide for you. He will save you. It's who He is. It's what He was here for. It's what He died for. It's what He became poor in so that you could be rich in every area of life that He can save you. In uh, verse 30, carrying on down, you know, there was a man, a prophet named Simeon. And I love this story about Simeon. I just want to read what he said. What he prophesied. The, the Lord had given him this. He said, he said, God, I have seen your salvation. Because they brought Jesus to the temple. And they were, they were bringing him on the right day. And here was Simeon who God had promised and said, You won't see death until you've seen the Savior. Until you've seen the Messiah. And he says, here's Jesus crying in the temple and, and do you know, we don't really know, but do you know how long Simeon was standing there in the temple day after day after day after day after day? Do you know how long he was there waiting for the promise that God had given him personally? Have you had any promises from God in your life and you're believing for him, you're believing for him, you're believing for him, and it seems like it's taken too long and, but does that mean that God's left you? Does that mean that God's not going to hold up His promise? The question is, are you going to continue to hold up your belief? Do you know that you know that God is who He says He is and His Word will not return void? Do you know that you know? Simeon says, I have seen your salvation. I have seen your Savior. I have seen the promise that will save all people, that will bring great joy to all people. I've seen the hope of the world. I've seen which you have prepared for all people. All people. Let me, let me just add on that right now. I don't care where you're at in your life. It really doesn't matter. I don't care what you've done and what you've been up to and what you've been into. I, I don't care. He didn't make this promise just to some people who did it right. And the truth of the matter is, every single one of us that's hearing the sound of this, that's sitting here in this earth, ain't none of us done it right. All of us have missed it in some way. And it doesn't matter the degree, missing it's missing it. And when He makes a promise that He's prepared salvation for all people, he meant all people. And so no matter where you're at or what you got going on or how impossible it may look to you, God is the God of possibilities. Of taking that impossible and making it possible in your life. Will you trust Him to save you from whatever it is you need? He said, you're all people to me. You're all people. which you have prepared, I've seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people, He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and He is the glory of your people Israel. When Joseph was receiving the prophecy from the angel, he said this, the angel said to him, look, 
the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, I want you to just think about that for a second. This means God is with us. Well, I don't see God. Well, that doesn't mean that he's not with you. That doesn't mean that. God is with us. But I want you to think about the fact of God being with you. What does that mean? What, and, and just, what does it mean for him to want to be with you? And let's think about this for a minute. God created the universe. Now, we live in a planetary system, our solar system, and all of our planets go around a star, go around the sun, right? This star is a part of our solar system. Our solar system is a part of our galaxy, it's the Milky Way galaxy. And the Milky Way galaxy is a part of the universe. Okay? We did a, a message a while back before we got into this building called the span of his hand. And, and so you've got a star in a solar system in a galaxy in a universe. Right? Those are known as the heavens. Now, let me just read this to you real quick. There was a question if our solar system, now our solar system uh, is if it was the size of a quarter, our solar system included the, uh, well, it used to be nine planets, but now it's eight planets because the scientists decided something. And uh, anyway, but you know what I'm talking about. All the way out there to what used to be Pluto, that was the solar system. So if our solar system was the size of a quarter, right, we are a part of a galaxy. I just want to give you some depth here the milky way galaxy has multiple solar systems in it if our solar system with the nine planets was the size of a quarter how big do you think the milky way galaxy not the universe just the galaxy would be a dollar well let me clue you into this in our milky way galaxy galaxy our solar system, there's 200 billion solar systems in the galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. So if our solar system is the size of a quarter, do you think the Milky Way galaxy would be as big as Albemarle? No, it's bigger. How about North Carolina? No, it's bigger. How about the United States? It's bigger than that. If our solar system, our nine planets, were a quarter, the Milky Way galaxy is the size of North America. Now, listen to this. There are 200 billion stars just in the Milky Way galaxy. Now, light travels at 186,000 miles a second, so one light year is... A big, big number. And the Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years wide. 100,000 light years wide. It's uh, 586.5 quadrillion miles is what it is. And now listen. There's 200 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy and there are billions Billions of galaxies in the universe. Now, I don't know how much your mind can wrap around that. That'll give you an idea of how big this universe is. But I want you to listen to this. When God said, He measured out the heavens by the span of His hand. So all of that in the universe. How big is your God? Yeah, <laughs> he said he's a horse. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth. He measured out the universe by the span of his hand. 
Now, that, in that message, what we were talking about is God said, believe for this mountain to be removed into the sea, and it will be. And the question is, how big is that mountain to God? Is your big mountain that you can't see past anything to the Lord who measured out the universe, the heavens, by the span? Oh no, he's like, and it's gone. Your problem, as big as you thought, your impossibility is not impossible with God. Now here's the question. It's the creator of the universe. He measured out the universe, the heavens, by the span of his hand. Does he need you? Not by himself, no. And yet, the heart of God, this great big God, hulse of a God, says, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. He says, let me give my only son so that God can be with mankind. Let me give my only son so that God can be with Todd. So that God can be with Tara. Each one of you. So that I can be with you. Let me give you personally. It's a personal thing. Let me personally give you my son, my Savior, my Jesus, the only one I got, to die for you so that I can be with you. This is the heart of a father who loves you so much. So much. Did we know what we were really getting when we received Christ? Did we know what was really happening that night? Did we really know? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. In chapter 7, they prophesied that they will give His Son and His name will be Emmanuel, God with us. He will bring God present with man. He will redeem mankind so that the will of God for, for Him to bring great joy to all people can actually happen. And then in verse 9, it says this, in chapter 9, verse 2, it says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light for those who live in a land of deep darkness. A light will shine. I don't know about you, but I know I've been in places in my life and it seemed like deep, deep, deep darkness. And the world today seems like it's going darker and darker and darker and darker. And yet, right now, as we give ourselves to God and we open up our hearts to Him, the light can start to shine in our lives like never before. And no matter where you're at in that darkness, if you'll just open up your heart, you will start to see a great light in the gift of Jesus Christ. Going on to verse 6, he makes this prophecy, and I just want you to hear it. To you, Here's this great big God. This great big huge God. Hulse of a God. I'm going to have to use that for a Thank you. Thank you very much. That will become mine after just a few preaching. That'll, yeah. Alright. He said give me a dollar. You owe me a dollar. That was awesome. You, got, you didn't have it trademarked yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he had it trademarked. Alright. So this great big God. Great big God said to you, For a child is born to you. A child is born to you. A son is given to us. In other words, God came down and He became part of who we are. He came down and He became part of our family. And I don't know about you, I don't know where you're at in your life, but maybe you've had that moment where, where you've desired a child and how much it's meant to you when you found out that you were pregnant. That you found out how we're going our family is growing. And this is a part of who Christ is to you. What you needed, what you desired. I'm becoming a part of you. This great big God said, I care about you enough. Here you go. 
here. I, myself, I, great God of the universe, all-powerful, all-knowing, great big God, I'm giving myself to you. I'm becoming a part of you. He said to mankind, He said, I'm giving you a son. I'm giving you a part of me. I will become a part of you. We, we had a teaching a while back and we got to, got to talking about this because when Jesus was raised from the dead, He wasn't just raised up spiritually. He was raised up physically. His body was raised back up. And then He went to heaven, sat down at the right hand of the Father, and that's where He is today. The seat of power, the seat of authority. Is He a part of the Godhead? Is Jesus a part of the Godhead? Yes, He is. Here's the question. Do you realize that there is a human being in the Godhead? God said, for this day a child is born, a son is given. I'm becoming a part of you and you're becoming a part of me. This is more than just, just you know, time to get together and worship God. Something big was happening that night. Do you know who this child will be? Do you know what he represents? Do you really know it? Are you starting to get more of it at the very least this morning? This was a big deal. God, the creator of the universe, was saying, I am so intimately in love with you. You personally, individually, and as a whole. I'm so intimately in love with you, I want to become a part of you. And I want you to become a part of me for all eternity. Jesus, a human, will be a part of the Godhead for all eternity. And we will be in Him and He in us. And Jesus said it as He was leading. You abide in Me and I in You. And like we abide in, like I abide in My Father. He is part of Me and I'm part of Him. This was the plan of God the whole time. For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on His shoulders. Now, uh, our government that we know it, it, it's included in this, but what it's really saying is the rule and the domain will find its base and its foundation on the righteous shoulders of Jesus Christ. In other words, if I will give myself over to God, the rule over my life will be solid and firm as I open up my heart to Him. I don't have to worry about whether or not things are going to be fair or not. I just have to, I just have to concern myself with, have I received the Christ? Have I received His Anointed One? Have I received the Messiah? And do I believe in Him? If I want things to run right in my life, I need the government of a loving Father manifested in my life. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Have you ever been in places in your life and you're like, I don't know, I do not know what to do in this situation. I don't know how to handle this. Maybe it's big, maybe it's little, but you just needed the counsel of God. In Jesus, you have it. Not only do you have the counsel, but God Himself proclaims it this way. It's the best counsel you can ever have. It's wonderful. The mighty God. It doesn't matter what impossibilities you're looking at. God is bigger than them all. I don't care what it is. Well, you just don't know my situation. I don't have to know your situation because I know God. He's mighty. He's strong. And He wants to show Himself mighty in your life. And He loves you. I already know that. So it's not a matter of will He do it. You know, they said one time, if you will, I would be healed. He was like, I will. This is the heart of God. I will. If you will, I, I would like to be restored and delivered and protected, God. And God's constantly saying, and He said it when He gave you Christ, I will. I'll do those things. Everlasting Father. I don't, I don't know everybody's story, but I know even, even though I had a great father, I had a great father on this earth, 
there were times where I needed a father that was more than what he was. I needed a daddy in Father God. And in Jesus, I have that promise of having the father that somebody from this world can never live up to. There were pieces that would always be lacking. There's pieces in Abigail and Rachel and Luke's life that I will never be able to fulfill the way that Father God can. And so I'm so happy for them to find the peace and the strength in knowing that they have a Father that will be a Father for them forever. And He'll do it in a way that I never could. Thank God that He provides me, as a daddy, a source to give them where they will always find the Father that they need in Him. I praise God for that. I'm not, I'm not challenged by that or jealous of that. I praise God that we have a Father that loves us more. And as I said it this morning in the class, the best that I can ever love is only a piece of the love that He gave to me. It's only a piece. I can never love more than He did. I can never do it better. The best that I love, and maybe it's better than other people, maybe it's not, but the best that I ever can is only a piece of His love that He gave me. We have a Father whose love is everlasting and it will never change. And he said, the Prince of Peace. I don't know about you, but I have absolutely had times in my life where I needed the peace of God and I didn't have it. I needed, I needed it. I was running from Him. I was turning from Him. And I just needed the peace of God. I want you to know that in all these names, you know, used to... A name today, we just throw out names like it's nothing and we call people things and we do. But used to, particularly when, when the Bible was written, a name meant something. And so, a name defined who you were going to be or who you are. It's your character. It's your nature. And when God prophesied through Isaiah that Jesus would be called a child, a son, the government will rest on His shoulders and He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of peace he wasn't just saying hey this is who he is and we're just giving him all the glory for it alone he was saying this is his nature this is his character this is what he brings to you when he brings God to you this is who he is so no matter where you're at today I got great news for you there was a gift given. It was the best gift ever given in the history of the world back in Bethlehem. In a barn in Bethlehem, a baby was born. And it was the best gift to bring great joy to all people for all time. And in that gift was your salvation, your deliverance, your protection, your provision, your healing, your counselor, the might of God Himself, the Father that you needed and always longed for, and the peace that passes understanding. And these are not things that are theories. This is not, this is not false hope. I have found in our lives that this is the reality of the love of the Father that wants to manifest itself in your life. This is the reality of God with us. You see, if I was standing up here today and God walked in and He stood up here and He was standing with me and He was standing right there, right there, would you have any concern that any of your lack would be handled today? Or would you be pretty solid, pretty secure in saying, I ain't leaving out of this place with any lack? If he was standing right there. And what would be the difference? Because you recognize that God was really with us. If God's really who he says he is, and he is, and he gave us his word, 
We are to live by faith and not by sight. And so just the fact that you see or don't see with your own physical eyes doesn't mean that you shouldn't see with eyes of faith and receive Him as the same God that's with you today. He said, Jesus said this, He said, I'll be all these things that we're talking about, and He was indeed. And then He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you hopeless. I am with you even until the end of the earth. And He's with you right now today. The question is, do you see it? Do you recognize it? And receive Him as such. God said this in 1 John 4, 9. I'll go back to this statement. God has good news for you and all people. He's not mad at you, but He is pleased with you. Jesus has come and He was born to die so that we might live. 1 John 4, 9 says, By this the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And in John 10, 10, He defined that when He said, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. In the Amplified it says this, I came that you might have life to the full till, till it overflows. In other words, not just life all filled up, He wants it overflowing in your life. In other words, He wants His love, let me put it this way, He wants His love so full and overflowing in your life that it just makes a mess out of the goodness of God. Goodness is running all over the place. It's just almost impossible to clean up all the good stuff that's happening in your life. That's the love of God. That's what happened when Jesus came that day. That's why those angels were rejoicing. They knew what it represented. They knew the gift that was given. Christmas was simply a mass of people around the Christ. Today we come together and we mass together for the same reasons. Lord, we want to praise you. Lord, and, and the best way that we can praise you and worship you, God, is to receive the gift that you've given. You see, it is all about giving, and that's it's better to give than receive. But if I have I got this pen right here and Jeff refuses to receive it because he's hard headed, right? Have I actually given it if he hasn't received it? We've got to be receivers. Giving and receiving always goes together. Mike, Mike said, I'll take it. That's the question. Will you take Christ in that same way? He's been given. He's handed out. Will you by faith say, I'll take the Jesus that Brian just described. I'll take the Jesus whose character and nature is to bring me the life and life in abundance. That's the best way that you can worship God is to move in His will. And His will was this, I just read it, for the love of God was manifested in us that God had sent His only begotten Son into the world. He sent Him for a reason and that reason was that we might live through Him. Let's just stand up today and let's just worship God as we finish. Just play that... Um, Play that uh, What Child Is This song lightly. Father, we just praise You today. We worship You. We give You our hearts. And Lord, we don't just take the gift and we turn our head to the side. We take Your gift and we receive it, Father. We cannot live in love until we receive love. It's not possible for us to do the things that you've called us to do without receiving the gift that you've given. Lord, and maybe we've received eternal salvation through Christ, but maybe today we haven't received healing. Maybe we haven't received the restoration. And we can't even go and do what, we, what you've called us to do. We can't accomplish the mission for our lives and destiny that you've given us to our lives until we get restored. 
Maybe today we would say, all right, Lord, I'll receive your gift in full. I'll receive your protection, your deliverance. Maybe there's something you need deliverance out of. Lord, today I receive your deliverance. If that's you, you just if I call these things out and you need something in particular, just say, Father, I receive your deliverance. Father, I, I receive your protection. Father, I receive restoration in my heart and my mind and in my body. Body be whole. Father, I receive your healing. Father, I receive your provision in any area, finances or whatever. I receive your provision. All of this is who Christ was. Father, I receive Christ as a son, as a child, as a part of who we are. I receive Jesus as God with me. Lord, you're with me this morning. I receive you this morning. You're with me. You'll never leave me and I'll stand and walk in strength with just the knowledge of that revelation that you are with me. You're with us. You're our wonderful counselor. Mighty God. You're an everlasting Father. You are my peace. Jesus, you're the Prince. I receive each peace today. Just say this with me. Just, just repeat with me. Just say, Father, I worship you with this life that you've given me. I worship you in everything that I do. Jesus today is my Lord, my Savior. I follow His direction. I believe that God brought Him back to life and seated Him in heavenly places and He raised me up with Him to life in abundance and I am seated as well in heavenly places with Christ Lord whatever it is in my life that has presented lack I receive your provision right now in that area healing in my body restoration to my mind deliverance from habits Protection, provision, and life in abundance, everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we praise you today and we give you the glory. Lord, we come together to worship you, to remember you, to remember the gift, and remember what you brought to us. What you made a reality. What you made was a bridge back to God so that we could walk with God forever. Father, we receive God with us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Have a great year. If you need anything or need any prayer, uh, Jeff and Tara will be right back over here. And if you're new today, we have a gift for you. We'd like to, like to give you some stuff. And uh, if you need prayer at all, you just let us know. Sherman and Barrett will be right back over here for any prayer. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. of the